0: Welcome to Soulful Conversations with SA and her friends, Brittany, Ja, and Bernard. Listen in as they discuss everything from relationships to finances and everything in between. Every Sunday, you can tune in at www.sabentertainment.com. Soulful Conversations with SA and Friends. Can we talk? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Soulful Conversation. S.A. here, and I got my friends on the line waiting to talk with you. Let's go. Bernard, tell the people what's happening in your world.
1: What's going on, people? How y'all doing this uh, Sunday afternoon? Everything is going well in my area. Uh, I'm still waiting on production to get back in so I can get back doing some plays and uh, back to filming. But uh, in the meantime, I am writing and done, doing a lot of research. So I'm staying busy in this pandemic quarantine. I mean, I guess you call that.
0: Okay. You know me. You know I'm always writing. I don't stop. So just finished with my writing coach. Just finished uh web series. So in rewrites with that and starting a feature called Lovers and Friends. So she and I are working on that. But I do have a special guest today. Oh, guys, one more thing. John couldn't be with us today, so we're going to keep it moving. The conversation doesn't stop, so hopefully next week we can pick back up with them. But today I have a special guest. She is a Gwinnett County teacher in Atlanta, Georgia. She just informed me that she's in year 26. I'm trying to be like her when I grow up. No, I'm lying. There's no way I'm going to be in a 26 year old. There's no way I'm doing it for another nine years, y'all. Y'all got to help me yeah. get up out the game. So let's say hi to Miss Sheila Jones. Good
2: morning. Good morning. Stephanie. Good morning. Nice
0: to meet you, uh, Mr. J.
2: Bernard. So yeah, I'm a teacher. This is what I do. I've done this 26 years. I really don't see myself doing anything else. And even though it's summer, that's what I've been doing all summer, still teaching. I've been tutoring People who are taking summer school classes, planning for whatever the fall looks like, and then still trying to live a halfway normal life, you know? That's where I am.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So guys, today's topic, (laughs) it's all over the news. We are in the third weekend of July. So teachers are getting ready, students are getting ready. Uh, different yes. leaders are getting ready. Administrators are getting ready. But COVID got y'all looking crazy. Absolutely. So we are going to discuss from my point of view, uh, from Sheila's point of view, and from Jay Bernard's point of view, because Bernard's got kids, grandkids, so I'm sure he's feeling some kind of way about these kids going back as well. I'm going to start off with my own personal opinion. Yeah, we should be remote learning. <laughs> Where are you?
2: So I teach high school, but I've taught everything from pre-K to adult learning. And I think high schoolers can handle remote learning. I do not think kindergarten through second or third grade need to re- learn remotely. I if understand. you study child psychology, you know that those younger years are the formative years and they need The hands on experience. But now I said hands on. How do you provide hands on learning for five and six year olds with snotty noses and then keep them safe from COVID? You know what I mean? But this is what they need. I am really, truly torn. And then I'm torn because I am newly diagnosed diabetic as of July 29th last year. Yeah. So I'm learning how to deal with being diabetic. I've been asthmatic since I was 26 years old and I am 48. So I've dealt with asthma my adult life. And then again, I am pleasantly overweight. And if you have noticed, I'm African-American. Every single risk that could be out there, I have. I don't run around here and say, oh my gosh, I'm sick, I can't do this. For all intensive purposes, I live a healthy life but I have some underlying circumstances, underlying health issues. Me going back to school poses a challenge to face, yet I would prefer to work with even my high school students face-to-face. I just need them to wear a mask. That's all I'm asking, wear a mask. Social distance to classroom, wear a mask. My parents are 80 and 81 years old. I have power of attorney over them. I have to take care of them. They don't have any health conditions. However, they're 81 years old and they're African-American. My mother has told me once school starts, she's going to have to say goodbye that I can't come back over because we're afraid for them. This is my life.
0: I got you. I got you. That is definitely something I don't think our district leaders and our leadership from the time, to- I don't know if that's what you call the leadership, but anyway. <laughs> that's. It's a whole nother interview right yes it is <laughs> but um i wonder if district leaders are thinking of that someone pointed out to me today what are we gonna do for active shooter drills oh what are we going to drills do, what are we going to do with severe weather drills fire drills there is no social distancing in those drills not at all correct so, I hope those the powers Correct. that be uh, think about those things. Sheila, I commend you because you want to see the kids face to face. Ms. Brown, I do. Ms. Brown can see them on a computer in Microsoft Teams and be just as joyful. So, um, right. <laughs> well, like, I, I, I truly understand.
1: <laughs> I can't agree with Sheila. Um, I believe like the smaller kids, uh, from I because, guess. Kindergarten to probably the third grade should be hands on. When you're looking at well, getting into the fourth and fifth, maybe they can handle it remotely. Then you get into middle school, I think the sixth graders should be hands on and maybe the seventh graders, then the eighth graders remotely. And when you get into high school, I believe the first, the freshman year should be hands on. Freshman's in, uh, and so- sophomores and then juniors and seniors to be remotely. But we need to come up with some type of schedule of how to, if you know, we have to go certain days, certain grades, uh, to break up some of the classrooms. Mm-hmm. But to me, we have educators, educators Back, we had plenty of time. We had, I say we have plenty of time, but I don't know if I'm speaking from the outside because I'm not, I'm not involved in education I mean, as far as in the school system. But you would think all this time we've been working, with kids been out of school so long, we should become, we should. The, I feel that the educators, the superintendents and everyone else, even the teachers involved, figuring out a way of getting the kids back in school because education is very important and we don't want them to lack with that. Because I always told that information is power. And if you don't have it, you have no power. You know, even the Bible says that we perish, we have our downfall because of lack of knowledge. And we need our educators and our teachers back teaching these kids. I can't always rely on it to the parents. now. Back in the day, yeah, our parents used to teach us at home as well. Everything starts at home. Right. But, you know, as our generation changed, That changed because we started getting younger mothers, and uh, exactly that probably didn't ever finish. So things started changing. So we definitely need our young kids back in hands on
0: because I
1: think they can handle it better.
0: Here's the thing: one thing you said, Bernard. Teachers should be involved, and that's what districts don't do. (laughs) They ask everyone but the teachers. What?
1: There you go. How can you
0: exclude the teachers? But they do. We, they, enter? I mean, survey parents, community people. Right. They don't ask us anything.
1: Y'all are on the front line. Y'all on the front line. It
0: doesn't matter. We're expendable. We're expendable babysitters. That's what we
2: are considered.
0: Yeah. We're expendable babysitters. Frontline workers. Right. Glorified babysitters. There we go.
2: And again, that word expendable, because here's the deal. I've been sitting at home all summer. I have not gone very many places at all. And when I go, I don't get out of the car. My sister drives and gets out. I might ride with her. She still does my grocery shopping for me. I have had time to do Zoom sessions, digital learning sessions, but I've not been offered any. The board meeting said that teachers had been trained all summer. But I've been glued to my computer and I haven't seen any offerings or training until yesterday when I got an email to volunteer or go at my own to trainings online. But here we are about to start the school year. I should have been doing this all summer long because I had the time to do it. Teachers have been home. Where was the training?
0: Right, because quiet as it's kept, we're going to be back at home. Oh yeah. I give it two
2: weeks. I give it two weeks because here's the thing. We've got parents pushing against the mask. I don't know if y'all knew that. Yeah. Some group pushing against students coming, wearing masks. They don't want their children to wear masks. I believe they're elementary parents. I do not believe high school parents are saying my child should not wear a mask. I don't think high school parents care as much about the mask, honestly, but you said they should be asking teachers. They should also trust that we have gotten the training and the knowledge to take care of their young people. If I'm an elementary school teacher, I know good and darn well a five-year-old is gonna have a difficult time keeping that mask on all day. I know that. So parents, step back, let me do my job. I know what time they eat lunch. I know they can't eat with the mask. I know what time they go to PE. I can find solutions for them to take the mask off Exactly. And be on a playground and eat lunch and put the mask on. I can provide solutions for your children because I am the certified educator. You want your kids back with me so badly. Trust that I'm going to do my job and send them to school with the mask.
0: Oh, we got an internet connection
1: with Sheila. My grandkids, whether it's mandatory or not, will wear masks going to school they go back into the classroom. My grandkids going to wear a mask.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, again, I'm really kind of just, I'm kind of hurt and disappointed to hear that the teacher's not involved into the strategic planning of uh, educating our kids, especially during the pandemic. And like I said, if you're going to bring the kids back to the classroom, I mean, I'm just shocked to hear that.
0: And you know what? I think a lot of people from the outside would be shocked to hear that. Right. Because we are stakeholders, but we get you no know, say. Oh, right. And see, even as a stakeholder, I'm a
2: stakeholder because I'm a parent of a student in the system. However, I can't say too much because I'm also an employee. Mm-hmm. got to keep my job. Mm-hmm. You, you get so much I can say and do and not you know, cross
0: the lines. It's weird. It, we're in a weird time, but... Mm-hmm. Like Sheila said, I, give it, nope. Actually, I, I give it to Labor Day. my girl. Team, my team and I are taking down bets. Initially, <laughs> I said October, and then once we started more cases, and Mayor Keisha mm-hmm. talked my Phase One, I'm like, I'm going going back. Labor Day.
2: She's <laughs> <Yeah>, got <laughs> coming back, yeah, Labor Day. I don't think so, but you know what would be smart is if we during this so we got an extra five days of pre-planning now right so that's two weeks of pre-planning all we need to do during pre-planning is devise digital lessons we need to come up with some team digital lessons Mm -hmm. and then as soon as we get those kids in the classroom show them how to use every digital format that we have for those first couple of days that we're going to be there so that they won't be so
0: lost when we don't come back to school Right.
1: I agree. I agree with that, too. I agree with that, too.
0: That's what we should have been doing all summer. Like you said, Sheila, we should have been playing
2: all summer. Yep. But since we weren't, they're going to shove it in for two weeks.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, all right, guys, I think you have a verdict. The two educators say we should not reopen. Bernard, how do you feel about it?
1: I don't think it should be reopened to all the students, but I do think the younger ones should have, you said hands on. I think we should have hands-on, but we should limited days and limited time. Of break so we can break the classrooms down. I agree with Sheila what she just said was that even if we say you go back those before Labor Day, at least start training them how to be how to work remotely. Right, but I'm going to okay.
0: I'm going to tell you one other thing, and this might carry over into another episode. But what about those parents that's got three and four kids? Okay, so that was getting ready to be my question. Yep, you can stagger start times. You can say A day, B day, but it's going to get confusing for these parents, especially you're about to see the real socioeconomic gap. Here we go. My 18-year-old nephew said
2: that yesterday. He said, Titi... This is where you're going to find out who doesn't have any money. So here's the thing. I do not think that we should go back face-to-face overall. I don't think it's safe. However, just like you said, Stephanie, I do understand that there are parents that have to go to work. The economy is not set up for us as teachers to help these parents. If they have to go to work, they have to have someone to send, somewhere to send their children. Where do they send them? to school so they can eat breakfast and lunch and so that they can get a form of education. The economy does not run without teachers, yet we are the least valued. We keep your kids safe while you go back to work and put money back in your house. If you can't, then what happens? And I'm speaking from a perspective of, so I'm a single parent with one child, but my sister is married with three a kindergartner, a sixth grader, and a recent high school senior graduate. This year was his senior year. It was virtually impossible. We're not rich, but they each have electronic devices. Every child had a laptop. We're not rich. They had food. We're not rich. My sister was able to work from home. We're not rich. Wi-Fi dropped electronic devices didn't work at the same time because everyone was on it at the same time. The kindergartner needed more instruction than the sixth grader and the senior. The senior was trying to graduate with heavy loads of classes online. The middle schooler was trying to figure out how to work the equipment. It's Virtually impossible even for a parent to work with their kids at home. So I don't know a solution. I just don't know a real solution. Come to school, don't come to school. I wish we could form co-ops where I could host a session of 10 kids at a time or communities would start coming together for those parents who can stay at home to work with a group of kids in the neighborhood. That way they're still getting some form of education, but they're not coming into a big environment and those parents who need to go to work can go to work knowing that, One community member is hosting something for their kids at home and rotate it if it were at all possible. But our government has not set up any way to help us be productive. Figure it out on your own. So here we are. I don't want to go back truly face to face because I'm actually afraid for myself. However, I will do what I have to do and pray my way through it. I don't know any other way
0: right now. I'm a bit indifferent and because you're
2: Stephanie.
0: <laughs> I've told my teammates, I'm like, guys, they want to reopen the schools. I mean, let's go and let the sick fall where they may.
2: Right. Because that's what's going to happen.
0: Yep. Yep.
2: Exactly. That's what's going to happen. But I may be one of those sick and that's my fear. I don't know what COVID does to diabetes. I've looked it up. I've researched to try to find out what happens because if I start getting sick, I want to make sure that I'm aware of what I should be doing or can do for myself. And here's another thing. This COVID situation and going back to school has cost me more money than a regular school year. I have bought so many vitamins for myself and my son, vitamin C, elderberry tea, zinc, those things that we're taking. I just ordered scrubs to be able to wear to go back to work. I never want scrubs to work, you know. I'm even considering, how do I wear my hair? Do I need a hair net so I don't get germs in my hair? Or do I just throw the wig in the back seat when I get in the car? <laughs> you know, all these little things that you have to think about now you had not thought about. I've decided to change my garage. We have a basket in there that my son and I will have robes. We're going to put everything we can in that basket
0: mm-hmm. and
2: take it straight to our laundry room and go take a shower when we get home from school. Because I don't know any other way.
0: Yeah. Our new normal. Welcome, welcome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we'll make it. We're strong people. We always have been. So we'll find a way. It's just yeah. it's going to be a little challenging.
0: Well, guys, let's thank Ms. Ce- Sheila Jones for coming on, giving her yes, thank you, thank you for having me. I love it, and you know, please invite me again. I will. I probably that week when the kids come back. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're hell bent on us coming back. There's right, so many ramifications they don't think of. Right, but all right, guys. Thank you for joining in on Soulful Conversation. See, we had a good one today. Yes. And we continue to have one every week. All right? So y'all stay tuned in with me on next week, Sunday, 3 p.m. I know I've been slacking, but I'm getting back on the road. So definitely drop on Sunday. Sunday noon, y'all be on the lookout, okay? I'm going to post it on my social media. So y'all be on the lookout. Thank you, Bernard, for, for being with us today, having this good conversation. And again, thank you, Ms. Sheila Jones, for joining us.
1: Thank you for educating right. me. Thank you for educating me uh, today. You know, some of the things I wasn't aware that the uh, teachers actually go through. Again, I admire teachers because I'm telling you right now, I tell everybody, I wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for a teacher mm-hmm. who took thank the time you. to teach me. I was a little slow. But she took her time taught me. And that love that she did gave me made me where I am today. So I, I I'm my teachers. So we need you guys. And I'm just surprised they don't include y'all in those strategic moves. You know what I'm saying? So but keep teaching. Keep teaching.
0: Except, except for essay, because she, <laughs> she got she got another path. But anyway, that's a whole you guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And we will see you next week on Soulful Conversations. Guys, remember, it is a conversation.
1: Very good. See you guys. All right.
0: Thanks for joining us today as we kept the conversation going. Nothing like a soulful conversation to get your week started. Tune in every week with S.A. and her friends, Brittany, Ja, and Bernard. Can we talk?